you know, yeah. and you really just have to protect yourself that way. You can't you can't judge a lot of people by yeah. what they do. Yeah, it's I always think they're just not in the right space where they can be a good friend to me right now. What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy Will, aka Nacho, and today is Taco About It Tuesday, where me and a guest will sit and talk about it, whatever it is, and that's what we'll be talking about. You ready? Today I have a guest with me. We'll be talking about open discussion on friendship, basically, on all types of levels of it. And this will not be the only time I will be covering this topic. I will be covering it again with um, a variety of other individuals that have their perspective on friendship, on you know the basis of fake versus real friendship, or the levels and comparing it. But my guest is my best friend, Charlie. Um, you did hear him on the interview with him and his partner, Tony, but today it's just me and him, and we'll be discussing friendship. Welcome, Charlie. Hello, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> and since we're doing an open discussion, you can ask me questions. I can ask you, because this is basically going to be both of our own um, perspective on certain things. Sure. So what is a friend to you? Um, when I think of a friend and when I think of, well, cause I honestly don't have a whole lot of friends that I can say are my true friends in life. You know, it's really, I have a close knit circle of people that I can depend on and rely on. Um, but overall, I think the theme that I kind of look for when I think of the people that I want to invest my time in and share my experiences with and do that kind of thing is the people that I can feel I'm the most myself with, you know, and I think maybe it might be a personal thing where I'm not always the most outgoing, uh, sharing person, I'm kind of shy. Oh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm shy. I'm more re re restrained. <laughs> you know, I like to control my image, yeah. you know, to a certain extent. And I feel like when I, when I call somebody a friend, I am able to share with them the things that make me uncomfortable. Um, the things that I don't feel comfortable sharing with others. Um, you know, I can be goofy. I can really be myself around. And, you know, if I let you see me with no gel in my hair, you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think a okay. friend is. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so what, what, what do you think is a friend? Um, a friend, to me, has a lot of that where really, because I don't want to have to worry about my image when I come into contact with what I call a friend, someone that really I can put my hair down. You know, mm -hmm. you see me on my left, my on my good and my bad side, and someone that I can confide in, that I know I can really like vent, knowing that they're not going to judge me, and also tell me what I need to hear because I know we get a lot of people that will say what you want to hear, like oh it's okay, but I I like having some of those strong individual friends in my life just to be able to tell me what I need to hear, even though it may not what I want to hear. Like, I don't need you. I didn't need you. Why did you tell me that? You know, mm -hmm. but I value friends that do that because it helps me grow, you know, and, um, and we grow as a, as a friendship and I want to be able to be that exact way towards that, uh, to my friend too, as well. Um, but really, yeah, it's a lot, what kind of a lot of ditto for what you said about, uh, especially with the hair thing. Cause <laughs> I got to make sure my hair is done if it's not cut, but being my friend, you can see me with my flaws and all, um, and my vulnerable stages. And yeah, it really is someone that, that you can, can be yourself with and not have to worry about any, anybody judging you. And if it's judging, it's more like a fun judge. Like, mm -hmm. which way are you going with that? You know, mm -hmm. like that's how it's crack. What's the most you know, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what a friend is to me, someone that I can really confide in and trust and have my back, uh -huh. you know. One thing that I, that I kind of forgot to mention is we talked about a lot about trust and, and being comfortable around with. And what we didn't talk about was, you know, being able to celebrate with somebody. You know, one thing that I kind of, I had a little bit of time to think over the last week about this topic, you know, and kind of something came to mind was you, the people that you want around you when everything is going great. You know, so yeah. I think when you you really think about your friends and who you're comfortable with and what other people are there for you when you need them. But I feel like, you know, when you're celebrating, you should be able to have those same people around you 
So I know when, um, this wasn't this past year, it was the year before that, we had our holiday party and our house is filled. I mean, there was like 20 people here, yeah. you know, and for our house size, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but in the back of my head, I was just like, you know what? I wish Samantha was here, you know, and as much as I knew that she would be here if she could. Yeah. It was like, you no, know, I wish she was here. And yeah. even though there's, you know, 20 other people here, I just wish that she was here and we yeah. can just, you know, have a drink together and yeah. say, you know what, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah so. I think that that alone is very strong because these are the ones, like you said, you want to celebrate with. And it's like, it's like almost not complete when, mm-hmm. you know, that other friend isn't there. That That is something so special to you, you know? Because, I mean, friendship, when you have a really, really good friend... Um, you have time that's, that has elapsed over time with each other, that you guys grow and you've seen your bad side and good side and you've probably had arguments, you know, with them. Um, I know I have. I've had my share, you know. Um, but I think a, fr- a real friendship determines how you get over that hump that you guys... Because I feel like every friendship should have that kind of like... We have to bump heads. Mm-hmm. And how you guys are able to conquer that, I think that shows just how embedded the foundation is of the friendship and i mean honestly it's it's when you you kind of break it down it's your friend is is a life companion as much as your partner is you know it's really about being able to understand where the person's coming from their feelings how they view things what's important to them and being able to compromise you know and kind of see okay well you know i value your feelings so even if i don't see it that way is it worth investing the time to say okay well this is this is just the way it has to be yeah your friends, um, like a real, real friend, uh, they help you grow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they know they can confide in you, telling like you're not, not the jealous, not jealous of your success, mm-hmm. but really applaud you, like you mm-hmm. know, celebrating, like you said, celebrate with. I, mine was kind of the same thing. Was mine was along the lines of you really have to be able to want to be there and really. S- sacrifice on the things that maybe you're not interested in but you know it's important to them but it's mm-hmm. so you're there to support them mm-hmm. you know whether it be you know supporting them through the loss of a family member or something like that sometimes it can be really draining but at the same time it's like i know that this person needs my help and i'm supposed to be the person that gives it to them you yeah. know so it's kind of like it's not always clicking in your head like this isn't the time the thing i want to spend my time on but at the same yeah. time it's like you know what this person really needs me right now and i need to be able to be there for them yeah and so that's what i think about friendship and if you don't feel that that, that need then that's not your friend. Yeah. You know? Or I guess you're not a good friend to that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I agree with you on that. One of the things that I noticed about myself, um, especially with my last um, situation that I had, where I really needed to vent, but I didn't know how to decipher for myself what was venting versus complaining. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like if I was venting to any of my friends, I felt like I was complaining. And I I don't want to come off like that because I'm always I'm hard on everybody like don't complain change something about it you know but there's nothing wrong with venting and want for sure like you and Laura really really were there for me mm-hmm. when it came to venting because like I hold stuff inside and I don't like to burden anybody especially my friends you know because I want to be the one you know the rock I want to be your, be your rock I'm like oh I'm here for you I'm strong da, da, da. but when I'm going through it's like I don't want that pity, but I know I'm not going to get like, I know you're not going to pity me, you know, but I, I guess it's like, I don't know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my things that I have struggled with for a very long time because I've been burned by that, mm-hmm. you know, asking for help. And then someone's holding something over your head. Well, you remember that one time it's like, well, then what was the point of even, I'm not, I'm not going to ask for your help anymore because if you're going to be that type to be like, do you remember that one time when you fell over or you needed money to pay rent or you needed me to be there and save you from your ex and then now you went back to your ex? You remember that time? You know, I don't need a tick or tack friend. I need a friend who is a friend, mm-hmm. thick and thin. You know, it's like, I don't need that. And I have that, but I think that is my problem when it came for me asking for help. Because I'm always like, I want to make sure I'm available to my people. Like, I feel like they're my kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're my child, but you're not my child, but you're yeah. <laughs> but i feel like um like i want to be the rock but i know i need someone to be my rock too and Mm -hmm. it has to be my friend you know it may not just be like my significant other but we need our friends to be our rocks too to help us stand tall because we need that you know some people don't even have family Mm -hmm. and our friends become our family and so i feel like that's so important when it comes to 
on friendship. And I feel like, you know, once you've been burned, you got to let that go because not everybody's going to be that way. Um, and that's something that I've taught myself just in life in general, that just because one person hurt you this way does not mean the next person's going to do that. And that has been a big struggle for me because mm-hmm. I'm one that will, I will, I have pride and I need to cut that out where it comes to asking for help. I had, that is a big, big, big struggle for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I need help. You know, I just, I can't cause I don't want to, like, I know the ones that I will ask for help will not hold over my head. It's just, I, the, I don't know. I feel like I need to be desperate to ask it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like I can talk to someone else about, Oh, you can call on me, da, 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 but I am hypocrite when it comes to that alone. And I don't know why <laughs> it's just, I think it's moving forward. And I know, I know my friends, I know my friends are there. I, I know that they've proven that time and time again, but it's just, I can't shake it off of me. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's tough, but. And I think everybody holds baggage, I think from their past friendships and a, yeah. a big part of kind of understanding if, if somebody is a true friend or if you view them as friend or even vice versa, if they view you as a friend yeah. is, is there that power struggle? Is there's that continuous, like, you know, I'm in charge or our friendship is going to be this way, you know, it's that's going to be really damning in the long run because yeah. it shouldn't be I'm in charge and you know this is the way things are going to be and you're going to always wait on me and yeah. I'm going to tell you when you can do something <laughs> and I've been in that situation and yeah. as much as I've tried and I've tried to be there for that person I, I I started to think about well I don't think they're taking into consideration how I feel yeah and yeah. you know I've, and then and honestly I had to cut that relationship and I don't never look back you know yeah. and I feel better for it but you know, at the same time, it's you just really have to know where to invest your time and, you know, do that kind of stuff. Um, I think something that you really have to keep in mind also is you, you have to be able to share with somebody without that fear that they're going to hold it against you. Like, like you said, you know, um, you talked about confiding in a past relationship and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like you should be able to be seen as a human, not just, you know, you can talk to me however you want just because you're comfortable with me you know at the end of the day you really have to look at that person as a person as a human and say you know just because this person confides in me about you know a, a problem in their relationship mm-hmm. or a, a something difficult that they're going through doesn't mean that you know i'm gonna hold it against that ex or something like that yeah or, or whatever that is that's it's, very true i didn't know, think about that yeah because there's always going to be that back and forth you might be in a good situation today and you guys work on it and you get through it and that person should be there to support you and really tell you what they feel is is what they should do because honestly we're going to them as a sounding board you know exactly and if they're repeating whatever you want them to repeat to you yeah (laughs) no yeah (laughs) but also they should be that person that you know if you go to them and you say you know what I have this relationship problem and blah 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 and as much as you just want to vent at, at some point you know, if they feel that this relationship is detrimental, they need to step in. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they need to be able to balance that. Is this just like a, hey, he's venting or is it he's coming from a problem and I don't see it's going to get better? Yeah. You know, so it's really that person that you trust to be able to yeah. give you that feedback that's honest. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, make you better. Uh, um, just for an example on that is how, um, how you were with me in my past relationship. Like, when it came to the narrowing down towards the end of it, um, and I was really, really struggling internally, and I was just trying to ride it out, and I remember telling you, like, oh, I'll just let it be what it is, and you were like, how is that benefiting for you? How is that benefiting for him? And I didn't think about that, and, and I wasn't mad. It was just like, it kind of was like, what are you doing? Why, why would you just let it play out? Why don't you do something about it now? Whether You got to determine, do you want to be in this or not? And is this good for you? Is this feeding you? Is this helping you? Is this helping you grow? Is this really draining you? Because it looks like it's draining you. But you need to figure out what you want to do. And it's like, and it's not just you, it's two. So staying in it, is that really benefiting him? Mm -hmm. Or, and is that really benefiting you? So you put it in a perspective to me where it was like, exactly what I needed to hear. Kind of like what I tell everybody else, but like having it thrown at your, thrown at me. And from someone I trust, knowing that you're not trying to belittle me. I know that you mean well with me. And so Mm -hmm. that's what's like, Oh my god, I didn't think of it that way, you know. And gosh, I I I'm so grateful. <laughs> you know, I'm very very grateful because besides all that, I'm in a better place now. But if I didn't have 
a friend like that that can be real to me and tell me that I I would have thought I was right in what I was doing and I wasn't it wasn't really beneficial in both of the party you know and it's not a whether or not you're breaking up with somebody you can't be selfish you know um I really, and it's weird, <laughs> you know, when you think like, but you can't because you, you agreed in terms to come together. So you need to agree to let's, I'm thinking about you. So that's why I think we should split up, you know, or whatnot. Um, even in friendship, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, I don't think we can be friends anymore after what had happened. I, you know, I will never be disrespectful. I'll, hey, if I see you, hey, how you doing? But it's just never going to be the same. You know, um, I had an incident uh, a long time ago where... I, and I'm, like I said, I, I will defend my, my friends, you know, if I really, I, I got your back, Okay. but don't make me look like a fool. Uh -huh. Cause that had happened once where I was defending somebody and like, oh, he would never do that. This and that, da, 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 da. and the person I was saying that to is like, okay, I am not going to let you cause you are my friend and I'm not going to let you embarrass yourself. Well, your friend that you're defending did something, something with me. And I'm like, wait, what? You know? And and I thought, I was like, everyone's saying this and that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was so distraught. Like, I was just like, I'm out here looking like an idiot. I'm defending your claim, your name. And you're doing things that you could at least told me like, uh, yeah, I, I did this with that person. Or, mm -hmm. did, you know, it's like, I mean, okay, more power to you. But I won't try to have your back. But... I want to look a fool. Mm -hmm. You know, if you would have told me, I'm, I'd still be like, okay, I got your back, but I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> like, I'm going to step and put on my stuff from there, and everybody knows, like, heck no. I'm like, okay, well, I don't think that's right, but, you know, do you. But now I'm involved, and so now I'm, like, looking like a, like, oh, well, you don't know your friend. And I'm like, that's embarrassing. Uh, mind it, we're still respectful. We're still genuine individual, good acquaintances and all that. It will never be the way it was, mm -hmm. but you know we still have that respect. Like, hey, how you doing? We see each other. Oh, it's been good to see you. But it's always that that thing that's in the middle. That's yeah. like, mm, you know, and bleh, we forgive each other, but it's it is what it is. Exactly. And uh, and if there were that friend that that can confide in you, they would be able to let down whatever whatever kind of insecurity they had with telling you and basically just admit their fault in the situation you know yeah. to you especially if you're if you're that friend that they should be able to unload you know their yeah. burden on yeah it, but if they didn't do that and they're still kind of playing that role of mm -hmm. you know, i don't know what happened there, mm -hmm. you know then in that situation mm -hmm. it's it's you really do have to kind of question it is is this person at the stage in their life and i never i never try to blame somebody for maybe a relationship having gone wrong yeah what i try to think of it's okay well in this situation i don't think that they were ready to be able to invest themselves yeah you know so i also have to understand okay well maybe they just need some more time they need a couple of years you know whatever it is and had we met in a different time it would have turned out differently which makes a lot of sense this being said you know we're not necessarily in a situation where we should be friends right now you know yeah. and you really just have to protect yourself that way you can't you can't judge a lot of people by yeah. what they do yeah it's i always think but they're just not in the right space where they can be a good friend to me right now yeah you said a lot right there that's really um it's kind of crazy how friendship is also kind of like dating mm -hmm. you know like okay even though as selfish as it seems you do need to ask how are they benefiting me because at the end of the day you're choosing to have them be in your life mm -hmm. they can choose to have you in their life but you also have to choose to have them in your life too mm -hmm. you know they can call you up and you're, you know, you're their everything, but they're not your everything. And that happens a lot because I've noticed that in history, just in my um, so quote unquote, you know, friendship where it's like, oh, okay, like it's like, okay, well, you're not exactly there. I know you see something that I am, but for me, for you to be um, a really, really friend that I can trust and confide, it takes years mm -hmm. because it just doesn't happen like that. I'm not going to call you, oh, you're my best friend. Mm, no, I just... We have to go through some ups and downs. We have to, I just need to see because people are like flies. People are like leaves. They fall off the branch and they crumble. Mm -hmm. You know, when things get rough, if the wind's blowing too hard, I thought you had my back. Where you at? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh I'm over here. It's yeah. like, okay. Bitch. Well, see, see you next winter. Right. right. <laughs> like, okay. You know, but um, yeah, it, it really is something that you have to invest in. And 
that are communicating. Now, I know, um, hey, do you have any, like, friends that, that, you know, you guys are, like, you guys don't have to talk every day. Mm-hmm. And when you guys get together, it's like you never miss the moment in, in time. Like, you guys can go for months, maybe months, or, you know. Because I, I know that, too, where I can go for a while not talking to them, but because we have lives, we mm-hmm. busy, whatever. Then we're like, hey, what's up? Oh, my gosh. And we get together. It's like we never missed any of that time. When I um, when I moved back to California, I noticed a lot of backstabbing individuals um, that just want something or have their own kind of intention. And many, it's not just California. It's not just here. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are those that want something from you, um, whether it's to have you make them look like something or come on your side like i know him blah 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 or it could be spreading rumors whatever the case is but it's like there's it's crazy and i I was hoping i would never had to experience that Mm -hmm. but i did you know where people kind of just they're not in it for you at all i think i think those people mostly look at you as an accessory or like a plot line i was trying to get there yes yeah exactly yes yes yeah and i do 100 percent understand because i mean i can't be innocent in the situation i've had those friends too you know where when i was younger i would i would maybe find my own worth and how many friends i had because i thought that that was important Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to have as many friends as possible just you know for whatever situation was i never was you know looking for somebody to, to turn to or yeah. maybe go out with. You know, yeah. when we were younger, obviously, that, that was important. You know, going out and doing all that. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, even just, you know, being your consideration of being seen with the right people and doing yes. all that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that what's important is to be able to, um, I think maybe just know where to invest your time. And you said, you know, do you have those friends where you can catch back up with, Yeah. you know, no matter what the situation is? No, I don't. <laughs> what are you um, talking about? <laughs> no, but the, those are the people where I feel like the the people that I feel are the strongest friends for me are the people that are their own person that's self-realized. They know what they like. They have their own things going on. And when we share things, it's not just trivial stuff. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. we can, you know, say dumb stuff and, you know, obviously get yes. a good laugh out of it, but we yes. can really have some good conversations yes. where they have some life experiences that they can kind of shed some light on what I'm going through and vice versa. You know, we can really have conversations about, you know, being an adult. And I think that's something that you have to get to when you're older. Um, And also have like, share your life with people that have self-worth also. If somebody's constantly looking to you for, you know, entertainment or they're looking to you constantly, you know, for a a way to to experience something different, that's kind of a problem, you know? It is. I think that's, (laughs) that's really where I don't. Yeah. So, what I think, like I said, I, I don't have to have a lot of friends. All mm-hmm. I have to have is people that I know, no matter if thick and thin, and, you know, whatever the topic is, we can have a good conversation around, and, you know, I can really let my hair down or put it up in a clip or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, be able to just have fun, you know. It, sometimes, yeah. honestly, it's just, like, it, their presence is what's important, and really yeah. their spending time together is could be the whole day, you know, yeah. and we don't have to go anywhere. It's just sharing each other's company, and that's what's really important. Yeah. One of the things that, um, on even what you were saying too, when we became friends, um, I never really had a friend, especially in the gay scene, where we could literally just chill. Like, if I wanted to come over, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to come over, because I lived with my mom at the time, mm-hmm. so I was like, hey, just we would just go and just chill, bring a beer, uh, lay, watch a movie, pass out, wake up, go home. You know, I didn't have that, you know, because I always thought, like, you had to be out, you know, mm-hmm. through our mutual friend that we had. It was always, like, out, 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 had to be seen. Like, I just don't, I never really want to do that. Now, I'll, I'll go to the club real quick just to pop my booty. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, back it up, twerk, whatever. That was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't need to do it all the time, mm. you know. So, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was fine. But I also liked having that downtime where it's like, oh, you know, so... And you were always there. Then I moved to Arizona. And then when I came back, um, I felt, I don't know if it was when I was in Arizona or when I came back, but um, you had came over to my mom's and I was 
sharing with you this um, idea of creating a group of individuals to be motivating and da da da. And I was, I was always didn't know how to really explain it to a lot of people because uh, it was still new for me. And I didn't know because I didn't test our relationship on more in-depth things. It was always just like chill, talk about ratchet shit, you know, <laughs> you know. But when I shared that with you, you were so like focused and you were so in and listening. And then you started um, dropping other things and ideas. I think that's really good. Like people need to do that. We need to have that. I'm glad, you know. And it just, it opened up another door to our relationship. It was like, oh my gosh, I could talk to Charlie about this too. You know, because I know we meet people and we go to those individuals for certain things. Exactly. You know, like if I need a good laugh and that's my friend I could call, like, make me forget about all the drama that I've been through. Mm-hmm. I call that one. Or I go to that one when it's like, we need to do gossip, even though I don't like to gossip. But, you know, just for people's sake and they have that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like you have friends for certain things. A you variety. know how to communicate. Yeah, a variety. Yeah. And I know I have a variety. Like, I have a zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just uh-huh. like you got the zebras over here the giraffes are over there oh that's a tiger mm-hmm. no stay over there and that one looks like a rhino <laughs> <laughs> stay over there uh-huh. um, but one of my biggest challenges was also getting everybody together and everybody knows how to communicate because I felt like as an individual as, my, as myself being a variety I call myself like a chameleon because mm-hmm. um, I talked to Everybody, um, they were so adapt. Yes, Mm -hmm. there we go. And I adapt and trying to get everybody in the same room. I used to be scared, like, okay, I have a lot of big personality people in my life, and can I get them all in the same room? And then when that has happened, I remember for my 30th birthday, that Mm -hmm. was like the best birthday because, like, I had the individuals that I met on my path of finding myself, becoming will, become, yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And you were like my history, like the, I need I need him to be here. It was so important for you to be there. Like to meet, just like my mom was there too. And my godmother who gave me the name Nacho, you know, was there. It was like, I need everybody to just meet everybody. You need to meet the important people. Cause I know Charlie's over there with Tony, like mm-hmm, who these fools that, you know, uh-huh. like who do we need to, you know, like who's that, who's that? My mom was over here doing the same thing. Uh, I study people, you I know, know I'm like, <laughs> That one over there, uh-huh. he's just here for the wrong reason. Right, right, uh-huh. yeah. And that's why I had you there, because I was like, I need, I want you to meet these individuals that I've made, you know, met that are newer, but your opinion, you know, what you think I value, because you you know me, mm-hmm. you know, and you see me um, grow, you see me blossom, or you see me fade, you know, you, you've seen me. And so I feel like when you have friends like that, it's so important for them to be around so that you can, so they can be like, let me pull you aside real quick. That one, I know you're woohoo ha ha about that one, but I just got a bad feeling. But I'm not judging. I'm just mm-hmm. saying just the way he's over here, he's over there, or she's over here, she's over there, you know. I, I just, mm, I don't want you to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I value people like that because those individuals, they see something. And they are looking out for you. Not a jealousy thing because if they've been here from 10 years ago until now, you really think they're jealous about something? No, I don't think so. I think they're actually here to be here for you. So what they have to say or what they have to offer at advice, I think we can do the, the least to just listen. Mm-hmm. And so I value that in our relationship. And that's why it was so important that you were there. It's like, this is the important people to my birthday. So I need these people to be here and let's just see how everybody... And it was the funnest ever. Yeah, it was actually. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, was a lot of fun. It was. And my mom, which was very rewarding Mm. when she came and she's all i am so proud that every single one that was there i was so proud of 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 you because you put these people together and i can literally go to bed like knowing my son is in good hands and hearing that from my hardcore mom (laughs) you know it was like that's a compliment and then she was sitting there like mom i just really want you to be there for a barbecue blah 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 me everybody you know, she's like, I know Charlie. Oh, by the way, she says hi. Uh. But, um, <laughs> but um, she's all like, yeah, I see those two. I remember that's her first time seeing um, Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, he looked like he going to hurt somebody. Like, oh, he's a big teddy bear. It's Charlie is the one who's, you got to worry about that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just, you know, being a chameleon and all that. And I, I just really value... Um, our friendship because literally I could bring you anywhere and 
same thing. You uh, not only adapt, but um, I love <laughs> I love your resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love it because even way back when first people were like, I don't think he likes me. Well, he probably doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you feel that way, then it probably is true. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like um, your it wasn't really your emotion is on your sleeve. It was just like I'm real and this is it. And I don't know who you are. And I'm not gonna look at you like it's nothing. <laughs> but like you didn't. Well, at the I time we were earlier. I don't think it was intentional. It, it, was, was just, it wasn't. But you had that look. Like you had a thought, but it showed it on your face. Yeah. Have you met my sister? It was just <laughs> yes, it was genetic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is that you mentioned that. Is actually, I was thinking that earlier too. I was like, you know what? Will has made me force myself to grow because you know it's just like we've had experiences when we were in our early twenties. You know, and now we're in our we've had to learn basically how to look out for each other and how to communicate effectively. Because yeah. honestly, when I was younger, I would be one of two things. One, just cut straight to the chase and say exactly how I feel and not worry about anybody's feelings. You know, and which honestly, I don't think it was the best approach, you yeah. know, and I can I can self-reflect on that and say I needed to grow. Yeah. And also, I could have been super fake and just been like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the person what they want to hear. I'm, I'm just basically just using it for a good time. And it is what it is. And, you know, I, I don't think that was a good approach either. So I think when I when we started to build a friendship, I think what was really important is to be able to identify trends, you know, and patterns of behavior and stuff like that. And, you know, I can chime in here and there. But I really was going to hold back on saying things that are not necessarily going to lead to the best result. You know, I could have said something in the moment, just, you know, and cause a big problem. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm here to look out for this person. And th- so far, they look happy. So I'm going to hold back what I think, you know? And if I see something that needs to be addressed, I feel comfortable bringing it to them because they know that I'm not doing it to be hasty. I'm not to be a jealous person. I'm not doing it to to even be demoralizing. I'm, I'm here because, you know, honestly, I see a concern and I need to tell you about it because you may not see it, you know? And that's how I, I guess, maybe look at friendships now, you know, I I really want to be able to be supportive. And even if something that it's, for example, like it's not my preference, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because I'm not everybody, That's true. you know, and I have to be able to see, is that the right fit for that person or my friends? Is that the right person for my friends or my sister? I consider my sister my friends too. So, you know, is this the right fit for that person? And if it is, and if it makes them happy, I have to be happy for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I see something that's going to be a problem or, you know, that I feel like is something that you can't get over, that I need to tell you. And, yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's going to be super important too, is being able to step out of your own self and put yourself into a situation. Is, is that person happy? And if they are, I need to step back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all part of being a real friend. You know, it's, it's not your, it is your life cause you're part of mm-hmm. each other, but, um, it's not always about your benefit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> How you're raised. Mm-hmm. Does it help you, I guess, not necessarily, yeah, judge a good friendship versus a bad one? Does the way you're being raised um, help you, like, look out for that friend? Or, yeah, that's a friend. Does, mm-hmm. does your family values at all have um, help you have a good type of outlook on that? I think they definitely have that. What I can say is that my family had, was super stable um, when I was younger. And um, I think they were a big portion of making me feel more confident. You know, obviously we were, were both raised, you know, queer children, yeah. you know, and having insecurities upon ourselves and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But I think one of the things that really has made me appreciate that bond that you either build with friends or family is being able to be comfortable with yourself and know that no matter what, they're always going to be accepting. So that's something that obviously, you know, my parents are first generation, you know, Mexican-Americans, right? So Mm -hmm. they weren't aware or not aware. They weren't comfortable with the idea of having, you know, a queer child or whatever you want to call it, you know? So they had to learn just like I did, you know, what exactly my life was going to be like, you know? So once they realized that I was happy, they were very supportive, you know? So when I think of, you know, how my family values impacted my friendships, I think just loyalty and I think of making sure that the person is happy. You know, my, my dad's not the most, um, he's not the most uh, outwardly affectionate person, yeah. but he's always gonna be making sure that you have what you need to make sure that you're happy, to be um, taken care of, supported, and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of take after his 
maybe characteristics. No matter what, like even kind of like when we are all hanging out together, like uh-huh. you know, I like to drink and all that. But when I'm out with my friends, I like to hold back because I want to make sure that they're taken care of and exactly. okay. Yeah. You know, and you know, if you guys need a beer, I'm gonna go get you one. You know, I'm right, gonna go to the right. bar and get you a beer. Right. You know, so I want to make sure that they're happy, they're taken care of, and you know, and we're having a good time, and we're being safe. You know, so I think that's some of the things that have impacted how I view friendship is that self-sacrifice, you yeah. know, and always be making sure that you're thinking of others and stuff like that. So that's when I think of, you know, uh, how my family values have impacted. And obviously it's not just myself. I think when I think of my sisters and stuff like that too, you know, they're always here when I need them, you know, and I can depend on them for anything. And, you know, they're, they're more willing to give than to receive, you know, and I think that's something that's, that our, my family showed us how to do right yeah and, and everybody's in, um, experience is different and obviously and um but i feel that i can really I, I benefited from having a family like that yeah i feel like um what about you uh i'm trying to think with mine because i remember growing up um i was a huge loner um like elementary i was always you know kind of like bullied and played jokes on and stuff like that um, i was always just was kind of like comfortable with being myself and then i reached this age of like uh, i think it was like sixth grade and stuff and then i was desperate for a friend like i would do anything for a friend you needed me to be the joke i was the joke you know i didn't really see the value i mean i was in sixth grade you know mm-hmm. but still you know i didn't really know me you know i didn't know that i was not a joke or anything like that and then i don't know what it was i think it was um I was talking about this in one of my other episodes, but I think it was like at the seventh grade meeting, um, the most popular dude in the whole entire school became my best friend. And um, he tried to change my look, you know, being gangster and all that. And then um, and then in eighth grade, I don't know what it was. I, I kind of just like, I'm done with friends. You know, I guess after that, it even going into high school, it was like, I'm done trying to make and have a friend. I, I don't care because obviously they're all going to make fun of you. They're all doing this. You know, I, I just, I guess I started off even with the neighborhood friends. It was always be making fun of me and my family. Um, I really even have really close bonds with cousins and stuff like that because it was just like they were really, really older, really, really young or spread some way over there. And so I always was hanging out with the adults, you know, like always talking to like my, my aunts um my grandma all it was like always that and they always 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 wanted to just hear more of my imagination so i guess coming from with my family values and you should be able to sit with somebody who's open to your world and can encourage you as you encourage them you treat people the way you want to be treated you know was the biggest thing that i learned in my family and that just because you cannot judge a book by its cover. And so bringing that whole mentality on the way I represented just myself in the, into the world and when I met individuals, and you know, yes, I was a, I was a big church boy. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh-huh. um, Singing for the choir. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Even though they didn't want me singing, but I always wanted to sing. But a lot of that was interesting because I think a lot of society has an outlook on church going people. And when I met a lot of people, they didn't believe that I was a church boy. And it wasn't like the way I dressed or anything. It was my attitude. It was the way I treated them. And they were like, you're not judgy. You're not this and that. And it's before me coming out the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, even after they're just like, really, you know, you believe in God, you're a Christian. Like, cause they're just so judgy. And this and they're like, well, who am I to judge? I can't. I, I would want, I, I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. I mean, that's what I, that's what I learned. And that's what I'm going to be because I couldn't even fit in in church. I was being bullied in church and <laughs> wow. I'm si- yeah, no, seriously. I was being bullied by some of the church kids, you know, like just really, really, it, it was rough, you mm-hmm. know, when it came to friends trying to like, ugh, I was like, forget it. I don't need them. Mm-hmm. You know, I got you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> so it's like, I don't. I, I guess um, my whole outlook, and then it started changing because I started meeting individuals when I started finding myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they were attracted to that or whatnot, but I was just like, I was me, and I don't care if anybody didn't like it or not. 
I the name I called myself before Nacho really came out was Ghetto Boy. I was Ghetto Boy number one, and everybody wanted to be two, three, four, five. You know, so I was like, no, you're not ghetto enough. You know, <laughs> so and it wasn't really like you know really bang bang all this kind of ghetto, but like ghetto of being who you are. I, I and it was weird because I made that whole name the ghetto thing. I was like, no, you're so ghetto, but ghetto means being you to the fullest, not being disrespectful, not this, just being you. And that's what I mean. That's what being a ghetto boy is. Mm -hmm. And so I would be, you know, explaining that to people. And I remember sharing that with my family, with my aunts and like, yes, but you are ghetto. I'm like, you know, I'm just a little loud. You're just a little crazy. And I just embodied that whole attitude and that was me and it was interesting how to draw people towards me and it was like why are you only my friend because everybody just over here making fun of me and it's like, i don't really care anymore mm -hmm. i am me and i'm my friend if i gotta be friends with my stuffed animals that's okay mm -hmm. call me cray cray i don't care you over there trying to please that person please that person i don't care i'm happy by myself well, that's true because how could you be friends with somebody that is always playing a role you know, you don't exactly. really know who you're friends with. Yeah. So that's interesting that you say that because yeah. it's true. I mean, I think people are constantly attracted to you um, as a vibe because you're basically just always happy. You want to make sure, well, you're not always happy, but, you know, you, you put on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you put on that role of, you know, I, I'm making the best, mess of the best of the situation. You know, I want to be positive. I don't want to be in the dumps and stuff like that. You know, and can you really be real and stuff like that? So I think that when you talk about people coming to you and almost like seeking your friendship, it's because you know who you are and you know, you're not needing somebody else to complete you, Yes, you know? And so I think that's really important. Yeah. Came a long way, but it's all the people that I met in my life that actually helped me realize that, mm -hmm. you know, cause sometimes you could be in your own world thinking you see some, but when you have a friend like you who says that it helps confirm that, Oh, you saw it too. It's like, well, thank you. Cause then only real friends see that. And so, and here we are. So one of the things I guess we have to get into is, is when we talk about friendships and finally establishing who your friends are and, you know, what you consider a friend. Let's say, for example, you do have a friend, right? Mm -hmm. So you consider a friend you confide in and they can confide in you. You go for them for a laugh, but also, you know, for, to talk about real stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, that person comes up to you and says, you know what? A couple months back, you were talking to this person and, you know, I have actually want to pursue something with them. So when we talk about that kind of stuff and is there rules to friendship? I know how to let go. I would ask, I would ask my questions first. I want to know like, okay, is this new, new? Mm -hmm. Or is this you guys been talking when we were talking? Yeah. Because then I'm like, I'm questioning our friendship because, exactly. um, so you're the type of person that wants my garbage. I'm like, do you, you really, I mean, more power to you, but don't bring them around when we're hanging out and I don't want to hear about them. Well, also, I think if, when you start to ask those questions is, have you guys been talking while we were talking or is it now that, you know, it's now that he's with, free because I mean, that's, you can kind yeah. of weed out that person. Yeah. That's not a true friend because they're more self-serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could have liked that person, think they're attractive you know, they're funny or whatever, but at the same time, they really have to look at themselves as a friend and say, okay, well, this person's with that person, and, you know, do I have self-serving motivations, you know, yeah. and am I being a true friend by, you know, in imposing on that? Yeah. You know, whereas I don't necessarily think it's a problem with, if, for example, if I had a, a really good friend and they, said, they came up to me and said, you know what, I, I think I, I find this person attractive and I guys used to date, you know, but would you be okay with me possibly dating that person honestly I, I i don't know how it would take it because i've never been in a situation you know all i can yeah. do is think about it logically and think okay well just because i'm me and that person couldn't make it work doesn't mean that this person can't make yeah it work with and them. and you know and the, i don't want to come off where it's like if it was fresh within the same year i'm mm -hmm. gonna have a big question about mm -hmm. that now if it was years down the line and you just happened to bump into my ex and it was like hey um, and I'm sure they're going to be in a different place in their life, mm -hmm. you know, and not the person that I was with, you know, there's obviously going to be someone new, maybe hopefully. Mm -hmm. And, and if my friend comes up and actually brings that up and say, you know, I came across so-and-so, uh, I'm like, how is he? Like mm -hmm. you talk to him, like, okay, well, I'm hoping he looks good. You know, I'm hoping he's doing better for himself. I'm um, like, yeah, actually really good. And actually ask me 
on a date. You know, like, let's say if they said that. And I'm like, well, go. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's a different time. Mm -hmm. You know, not like it's in the year. Like, bitch, what was your prerogative? Like, what, what, is, what are you doing? Like, really? Oh, can we date? You just thirsty. We ain't friends. Go have fun. That's true. That's, That's just me. But, you know, but if it's like years on the line, that my ex and I have obviously mm -hmm. cut part. You know, there is not going to be no going back and forth and this and that. And it's not fresh. I've moved on. I'm sure they moved on. Mm -hmm. And they're in a different place in their life. So I'm kudos for my ex, too, that did that. And if my friend is like, cool, I have no I have no resentment. Why should I? If you guys, you, you're somewhere else and he's somewhere else and I'm somewhere else, you know, it's like, do it, do your thing. Mm. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't have them bad habits, but I will tell you for your friend, <laughs> you got some flag signs, okay? Just in case of that, mm -mm, run. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's so many ifs in that situation that I don't ever even think about it as, you know, rules or friendship, whatever. I just think that, you know, it really, you have to be able to find out for yourself in a situation. I can't tell you that it's right or wrong and you can't tell yeah. it's right or wrong, right? Yeah. You just gotta find out in a situation, is it something that is you're okay with? Yeah. And, or is it going to be something that you're going to say, you know what, I don't want to be petty, fine. And yet, you know, that they invite you over mm -hmm. and no, let's have a party. And then you're just like, oh, really? You couldn't pay rent, but you have no excuse. Ah, you already Because you know that's uh, coming. <laughs> so you just really have to be ready and be ready to support them as a friend. Yeah. And if you're not ready, then tell them, you know, and if they're okay with that, then let them do whatever they want to do. And yeah, yeah. they really are making that next love, step for yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um... So how do you feel that friendship has either changed or evolved or the, the image of friendship has changed or evolved now that we're talking about, you know, these 18-year-olds huh. now coming out of high school and experiencing new things? I mean, when we were in that, their age, at least we had social media, but it was never such a big role as it is now. Oh so with this whole pressure of looking a certain way, uh, giving us some persona of uh, who you are to other people has the role or pressure of friendship changed over the last 10 years i feel like it has because i feel like the value is gone i feel like everyone is so lost they can't even um first of all they don't know who they are in their life and i feel like that was like one of the goals growing up for mm -hmm. me like figure out where you want to be um, it's not about pleasing this person. Well, depending on your, you know, your parenthood, whoever's raising you. <laughs> but if there, I feel like around that time, I feel like there was a value being built with friendship. Now it's like, I see a lot of people being envious with each other. Um, it's very, very, very social media where everyone's friendship is based on how many likes and then they're going back and forth at each other for stupid things um i don't pay too too much attention to it because i don't have a lot of them young ones but the young like get away from me you know but it's just it's like you said it's it's so much about a look now i'm not saying it wasn't then but i feel like it's even more higher now where it's all about keeping up with the Kardashians, in a sense, you know, if you're not wearing the next best thing, then you're nothing. And I feel like the bullying these days has even gotten worse, um, you know, and even with, with the schools not doing anything before, it was just like, it was more strict. And I felt like, I felt like growing up in that time, um, we were getting out of the really, really strict where the teachers could whip you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you got a little bit of freedom, but not that much. And I felt like we got a really good base of it for me. That's what I feel. But these new ones where it's like, they feel like they have a right. They feel like the world owes them something. Oh, and it's like, you ain't even got a job yet. You haven't even graduated. What do we owe you shit? Mm -hmm. I don't owe you nothing. And, but they, they're disrespectful. They disrespect each other. They disrespect their family, their parents. It's just their like, elders. Yeah. yes. Now, you know, you can't beat your kids or whip the kids, whatever. I'm sorry. If I have a child, I'm beating them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say Open beat. fist. Open I, fist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but I feel like it was a lack of discipline. So there's no value being taught. So there's no value in friendship. People are having one over another. Mm -hmm. And it's not really... Like, I look at my brother where... You know, it's like watching and I ask him, how was it in high school? And I, he, it just seemed very dark, very just, ugh. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, because I had the time of my life. I enjoyed high school. You know, I had two years in, in theater and two years in choir. And I, you know, I, I met really great individuals. Funny, really funny. When you when you graduate and you're like way out there and you come across someone who never said hello to you. How do they know my first and last name? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like... You ain't never say hello to me when I was in high school, and now you want to say hello to me? William Roberts. Like, what? By the government name. Huh? Right, okay. <laughs> Do not call me that. Thank you. I don't know who you are. But anyway, but just the the value really has, has changed. Like, I just, it's more, it looks like it's more backstabbing. It's more bullying. The bullying, you know, you see on Mean Girls is a whole lot worse now. Mm-hmm. Way worse than that. You, I mean, just, what is that? Uh... Is it 13 Reasons Why? Oh, yeah. I never watched that show because it, it was very strange. Like, they're at, I think it was maybe a, an accurate representation of how children are more impressionable now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, that show made me uncomfortable, so I didn't really watch the yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I watched it, and it's just, it makes me angry because, it makes me angry and sad that, you know... Um, it's kind of, you know, sad that you're making it responsible for the reason why you, you know, took your life. However, you're not in their shoes, but then you, mm-hmm. you walk through all this bullying that's going on and, and you're trying to find yourself. So you can't be mad at her for trying to change your haircut. This, I'm thinking I'm cool with this person. I'm cool with this person all over the place. But it's like, it's just sad because you're around that all the time. And it's just, uh, the value is just really different now. Like. It's 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 bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. It's bad. It's so bad, and I, I that's why I'm scared to have kids because I know I'll go to jail. Because <laughs> um, I will beat the kid's parent. Uh-huh. Um, because if your kid is bullying my child, I'm going to set an example of what really bullying is. Because I'm gonna take it to who raised you. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't, if you don't know who your parents are, we're gonna find them. Because um, I'm not putting my hand on a child. I'll put it on my child. I'm gonna whip mm-hmm. him, but um, <laughs> you are not bullying my child. Uh, no, I'm gonna bully your parent. You know, and that's what's up. <laughs> Just because I, I I don't I don't stand for the disrespect. Because you know everybody wants to act like like I said that you owe them something, but you haven't done nothing to get anything deserved to you. So you need to grow up mm-hmm. slowly. <laughs> you know. And learn respect from each other and definitely know how to talk to each other. Like, no one owes you anything. And it's just so disrespectful. Don't open the doors for your elders. It's just, it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents were like, ah, you better open the door for her. You know, it was, or be quiet when grown folks are talking mm-hmm. or go into the other room because all of the adults are in the living room. Go or, or come out of your room and say hi to your yeah, Yes, personal. yes. <laughs> uh, uh, where are you going? Exactly. Say hello. Hi, uh-huh. make sure you give him a kill of cheek. You know, it's like all of that. The, say goodbye. Yes, yeah. the value of respect mm-hmm. was so hardcore back then. And, and com- now it's... And community. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And now it's like out the door mm-hmm. and everybody wants something but don't want to do anything for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it makes me want to throw up on them. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think they're... I think when I think of um, children growing up now, I think there's a constant... Uh, almost competition between each other and there's just less places that you can hide there's your your life is so much more exposed now than it was before so there's no time for you to feel comfortable in yourself and kind of find out what you like and you don't because you always have to be this person you know so people can you know like you more or respect you more or want to be your friend more or you know envy you more and some people are after that you know so i think that it's really important for kids to really understand their own values and it really is just a part of growing up i don't mm-hmm. think that right now they have the best backbone to be able to do that right now mm-hmm. um and i think part of it is kind of that, that that downward slope of you know when we had a little bit of freedom we became our own person well exactly. now these people that have that freedom are teaching their kids something completely different yeah you know so we what we're going to teach our kids is not what you know our parents taught us yeah so yeah we got to be responsible on ourselves and yeah. be able to teach our children mm-hmm. and you know nieces and nephews your time kids or, you know, I mean, just children you see, you know, honestly, I try to mentor the people around me like that I work with that are a lot younger than me. Because yeah. sometimes when they talk, I'm just like, you have no idea about the world that's ahead of you. And yeah. if you don't grow up now, it's going to slap you in the face. It, and and that's what I'm scared for them for is, yeah. is I know I grew up in a certain way 
And that was hard for me. So for you to think that, you know, you can do X, Y, and Z and get away with it, it it's going to be really difficult for you. I and mean, that's what I'm, I'm afraid of for them. Yeah, because I don't think they even realize consequence. They don't. They no. don't have, number one, they don't have common sense. They feel like the world is going to wait for them. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. like, what are you standing there for? Oh, they're going to come to me. Mm-hmm. Who? Well, why are you waiting? I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, bye. You're going to still be back then. I'll be like, I'm already made my mission. You, you still standing here? You know what I hate is, why do you dream like a kid? Because you're acting like a kid. And that they don't see that their actions and their constant whys and I don't think that I should do this. And Well, first of all, I don't know where you even have the idea of that mm-hmm. you, you can talk back to me, first mm-hmm. of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's honestly what I see is, is there's that, that breakdown of that level of respect. And if they can't respect their their peers then how are they gonna build a friendship you know, yeah i don't understand how that's gonna happen i think there's there's a certain level they need to go revert back to of mm-hmm. treating each other like people and right now they're just treating each other like accessories and like likes and like you know just yeah. people that they're gonna go to when they need yeah. something it's so. like and, and like we said like the social media thing is so huge now because before it was passing letters to each other mm-hmm. putting a letter in your locker or this and that like that's how you knew somebody was talking about you liked you or thought that alpha was cute mm-hmm. now someone's taking a picture touch. or now it's on facebook and now everybody's seen it twitter did you see what mm-hmm. so so like yesterday it's like and they pride themselves talk- on people yeah. and they're commenting on their page thinking yeah. that you know this means something but you know when We'll put that on your resume. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Right, right, right. It's like, okay, uh, what's the resume? How do you spell it? You uh, know, I was like, oh, Lord, I'm What do you mean? I have to wait in line. Right, right. <laughs> like, I'm going up for like, I'm sorry. So, did I get the job? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's reality, you know? And I, that's what that's what I'm kind of, I guess I, my gray space is what what is, are these kids going to yeah. grow up like? And what are they going to think when they're adults? Are they still going to be complaining about every single thing when they're yeah. 40 years old? Yeah. Cause I don't hear it. I feel like the generation after us is going to be the worst, but I feel like the generation right after them is going to be the ones that will build it back up. Because I feel like a lot of young, young, young kids who are not even graduating yet, mm-hmm. boy, they they have a certain type of eye. Like there's people, these young ones right now, they're so hungry for wisdom, which is weird. Like I've had some conversations, and they're just like, wow. And they're, and they're in the midst, you know, they just graduated or they just turned 21 right now. Mm-hmm. Those group, because the ones behind us are just shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, but the ones after them that are growing in their footsteps, they see the repercussions of what's going on. It's like, I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to go after the elders who are our elders mm-hmm. or even us, you know, like really because we're more you know we're still of age you know we don't not old old yet you know they're mm-hmm. like i don't want to go talk to grandma i want to talk to you you know mm-hmm. like, you know you look like you've been through something well tell me your story like okay well have a seat and I let's think, talk true and i think the kids now want something i think like just like always you know when we were kids we wanted something to look up to and i think yeah. the the their immediate elders meaning like the 18 19 yeah, 20 yeah. 24 yeah all those right now <laughs> yeah they're they're not focusing on the right things. And I, I think maybe they're seeing that, hey, you know what? This isn't going to lead to long-term happiness. And hopefully, you know, they're able to to look to better values and something better for themselves. So maybe they see that this generation yeah. is rock bottom. So I think they do. I, I think I think they do. I was actually sharing this with my mom, um, talking about, like, mom, I, I really, I feel that, yeah, this, this one right behind me mm-hmm. is going to be crap and they're just going to really make the worst of things right now but the ones after them are gonna come clean up but they're gonna come with a little bit more wisdom it's like they're gonna be the reincarnated you or your ground you know they're gonna be bringing back in the value of life. i feel like that i can hope for that um and i will do whatever i can to encourage that because especially the young ones because they still have that mind that's so hungry and they're gonna quite they're coming up with questions now i think they're looking for a how you know? yeah is, is i think that maybe the generation whatever you want to call them now i don't know what they are x y z <laughs> we're like whatever. z abc <laughs> but whatever generation is right now i think that they had all the hopes in the world about how to do this and another but they don't know how they just think that everything was behind to them and you know they they're they're not figuring out how that they need to be the one that is creating this change yeah you know so they have all these ideas and mm-hmm. this that, and another but they don't know how to put it in action yeah. and in the meantime they're 25 living in their parents basement mm-hmm. you know so 
waiting for that opportunity that may not come to them because they're not making yeah, it happen for themselves. You have to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... But enough about them because it's draining. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, so... What would you encourage the young ones? Or how would you encourage someone to know what's a good sign of a friendship? What I would say is... You know what? I don't, I don't even. I don't think that you should even look for individuals to be friends, right? Because that's the worst thing you can do is look for somebody to be a friend. Mm-hmm. I think what you should do is is build a community around you that is supportive and that is, you're really going to want to spend time with ten years from now. So not the ones that are just there to go to the mall with and that kind of stuff. It's the ones that are really going to encourage you to be better and grow and develop. And when you give them up with the dumbest ideas, they're going to either support you or they're going to tell you how dumb it is. You know, so I think it's really important is really that person that that you know ten years from now you want to spend time with, not just the one. Hey, you know, let me call them up, let me text them real quick. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not, that's Don't not feel be. like you have to. Mm-hmm. Do it because you want to. Do it because you want to. Do it because you want to spend time with that person. Also, um, spend time with the people that you want to invest time with, right? Not that you feel like you have to invest time with. So in. And whenever you feel that need, I think that to be self-sacrificing or, or to do things that you don't necessarily want to do because, you know, that's a, that interests that person. I think when you have those feelings, I think you need to really be able to foster that relationship and continue to grow on it and say, you know what, this is what I should be focusing on and really yeah. be able to understand that this is, should be a priority. Um, and then if you don't have that kind of two-way repercussion uh, where you have you're investing time and that person doesn't invest time or show interest and, you know, also understand that just because you're cutting off that relationship doesn't make you, you know, any weaker a person or that you have less people around you. It just, it means that it's going to take a little bit more time to find that person that will be that for you. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, my little add-on is uh, have variety. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it shows a lot about you um, as a as a person, because it helps you to be non judgmental. Because I feel like in society now, everything's on a look, uh, what you look like, um, smell, uh, style, uh, tall, height, whatever, race, gender. Um, I feel like everything's so based on the cover, and no one's opening the book. So, variety's healthy. Uh, it can be bad if you got too much variety. Because uh, you'll be overwhelmed and then you'll lose yourself. Mm-hmm. But variety gives you ideas. It opens the box. It doesn't put you in a box. It takes you out. And it really helps you see the world in a different way. Because it's the world, not just your world. Mm-hmm. And you're a part of that world. So why not meet the individuals that are in this world? And I know I'm not trying to you know, peg on individual, mm-hmm. but like... Just be open and just observe and not judge, just observe. And there's going to be a lot of people uncomfortable. A lot of people are going to think you're judging them just because you're comfortable in your skin. That That's all right because they will learn that you're not that. Mm-hmm. And a simple hello and hi, how are you? A smile goes a long way. And I have, I have a lot of people who... Uh, First impressions always think that I'm an asshole, over cocky, or confident, or whatever. And the moment they meet me, like, you are totally different than what I thought you were. I was like, well, I'm glad you said that because I like people judging me for my look. I like that because I can't wait to blow you away mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be, I'm not that person. Uh, or try to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I started not to be. I started to be someone who is here to hear what you have to say. So, so everybody has you know, a story and you have a story and share it, but don't be scared to also listen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talkers and they're just talking and not listening. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of listeners and they're not talking. Mm -hmm. So have a conversation and see where it goes, see where it grows. Because I did that one night that Charlie came over and our relationship really blossomed into a whole nother level. So... Just using that as an example, like really just conversate and then be listened to. You know, it goes a long way. And some people don't even know how to tell their story. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes telling your story is through everybody else's story. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I just encourage that um, for when you're going into life and meeting people. And just be open, but also have that love for yourself to protect yourself, but not too protecting. It's, yeah. it's a back and forth type of thing. You know, you really got to give a little to uh, get a little. So it's like, you know, don't don't uh, miss opportunity. True. I think you should not be afraid to let people in. Yeah. And one thing that you should kind of be watching out for is is let people in that, you know, want to be part of your life and all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, you really have to think about, is this person here because of who I am and what I have? Or is this person here for the longer my journey mm-hmm. and they want to see, you know, who I become mm-hmm. and what I, what I end up achieving? You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's really important is... If they're only here for the present, then you might not be that person in five yeah. years from now. Yeah. But that person should be really there to be yeah. able to support and, and see and be happy for you, you know, yeah. in your growth. So I think that's super important. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes our topic on friendship. And thank you so much, Chani, mm-hmm. for being you. my guest. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next Tuesday, eat that taco. <laughs> Bye. And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Nachos Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember, when you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.